Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single, or you're heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. In today's episode, we wanted to give you another What Would Jillian Say live coaching call, and then we're going to sprinkle them. You know, maybe we'll do one a month. Really just depends on how much all of you enjoy it. And I would love to hear from you, by the way, at hello at jillianonlove.com. But in today's episode, I speak with a man in his 30s who is in a new relationship but feels very stuck on his ex. It ended really abruptly, and even though he's in a new relationship, unfortunately, he still feels like he can't fully let go of the old one, and he knows that that's a problem. And so I help him. And, you know, upon reflection, this was the kind of coaching call and conversation where I wish I had more time and we will be checking in in a month from now. So you will be able to hear my check-ins with people to see how they are and a little follow-up coaching. But this was definitely a conversation where I wish I had more time specifically to dive deeper into his work life, actually, and to really uncover what was holding him back in work that I believe strongly has to do with his childhood. I think that there is a part of him that stops before he reaches that threshold of success. And a lot of us do that. We all have a comfort zone. And some of us have a comfort zone that's very uncomfortable for other people. And some of us have a comfort zone that keeps us really stuck. And so I got the sense that he was really not just stuck on his ex, but stuck in life and that his ex was a metaphor for that. So like I said, upon reflection, I wish I had more time to dive deeper into that. But hopefully when we meet again, that's where I'll go with him. But until then, I think that you are going to get a lot out of this and I hope you are. So here we go. Hey there, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, it's an honor for me as well. So tell me, tell me a little bit, why are we here? What, what are we talking about today? So back in February, my girlfriend of three years broke up with me very unexpectedly. I was on my birthday and it was over text. Afterwards, she just refused to ever talk to me, ever have a conversation with me about it. And 
We just never talked again. I haven't talked to her at all since. It's been eight months of no contact, so I haven't talked to her at all. I don't look at her social media. I don't look at pictures of her. And I still am just having the hardest time getting moving on from the relationship. It, even though I'm like, I've moved on, I'm dating someone else, I still like, you know, I secretly wish that I would, me and my ex would get back together. I don't want that. I just want to move on and stop thinking about her, stop, stop having thoughts about her. And just, I don't know why I'm so stuck. And yeah, it's been hard. So you were together for three years and you had no, I like, you must have been having some problems in your well, relationship. We, yeah, we definitely, I guess, throughout the relationship did, did have a lot of fights. And then but honestly, at the end, it was it was just as much as it had always been. I think she met someone else was the thing that maybe made her do that. Or maybe she was had been planning it for a while, but it just came out of nowhere for me. How old are you? I am 37. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with her and the fighting. What would you guys fight about? It was a lot of Usually over social media, like she was really controlling of what I would do on my social media. So if I interacted with females in any way, she would get really upset at me. So like, just to be clear, like fe like friends who are female? Anybody. Even I have like an Instagram business. If I interacted with like female clients, she would get super upset at me. Like okay, so this is not else. like this is not like personal. You're not like just like interacting with like random chicks. No, no, no. Right. OK. Yeah. So you had a business. And so like if someone commented. Yes. And you responded to their comment. Yes. She would have a problem with that. Absolutely. Yes. So that was the main thing that you two fought over. Yeah. I mean, it was usually like jealousy issues either having to do with Facebook or Instagram. I mean, we seemed to just fight a lot. But yeah, I think those were kind of the main things. I mean, did anything ever happen? Was she cheated on in her former relationship? Did you ever cheat on her? Like, did anything else happen? No, I never cheated on her the whole time we dated. I never was untrue to her at all. There was no incidents at all like that. I'm sure in her past relationships, I know at least one time, one ex of hers cheated. I don't know how many or if it happened a lot. Mm -hmm. So how did you discuss the jealousy with her? Were you ever like, you need to figure this out? Or were you more like, did you stop interacting with these women? Or did you do it anyway? Like, how did you handle that? Usually I did just concede to whatever she wanted. So she was mm -hmm. very controlling of what I did. And so I would usually just try to not interact with females as much as possible. And sometimes I just, I couldn't help it. It was just business. Of course. Right uh, and then do you have female friendships that she told you you couldn't be friends with or? I definitely knew that it was not okay for me to have female friends. I didn't really have female friendships. I didn't really pursue any. If I did have any before the relationship, I guess I just stopped pursuing them. So how often would you two fight about this? Probably like every couple weeks. It seemed like we were getting in a huge fight. You know, she would threaten to break up with me a lot. Sometimes we would talk for a couple of days and I, I thought we were broken up and then we would, you know, get back together. So this sounds like it was a pretty unhealthy relationship. Yeah, super unhealthy, pretty toxic, lots of 
fighting, not healthy communication at all. What kept you in it? What was good about it? The sex? <laughs> no, not the sex. Definitely not. You know, and that's why I'm having trouble finding out like why I'm so stuck. I just, when I think about that relationship, I just felt so at home with that person. I've never felt so at home with someone before and I've never loved someone so much. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I felt that way, but I did. Well, what did you love about her? I loved her personality. We were both artists. You know, we both were not like super social people. So like we're kind of homebodies. It was okay to just stay home and watch shows. And we didn't have to go out a lot. Yeah. And we had really similar tastes in like music and like shows and movies. And So you uh, had a, a fair amount of compatibility. Yeah, we were pretty compatible in, that, in those ways. Yes. This episode is brought to you by StoryWorth. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. This is actually really cool. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve really special memories and stories for years and years. It is a thoughtful and may I say very meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most to you. Here's the deal. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. And then each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for many generations. I mean, that is just so incredibly cool and amazing. And this is the part of technology that I just find wonderful. Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones, no matter how near or far apart you are. And honestly, asking these questions, it's like you think you know the people in your life. And then you ask these questions and you realize like you get a window into their inner world. It's just, I don't know, it's such a beautiful and important reminder of just how complex we all are and that we all have a vast inner world. So with StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash unlove and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash unlove to save $10 on your first purchase. So what was going on in your life when you met her? When I met her, I actually was, I got to teach at a university here for one semester and she was a TA for another class. And I met her while I was teaching during that one semester, but it was only for the semester. So then after that, I kind of went into my own business. I had been single for a year and a half when I met her also. So work was good when you met her? Yeah, I think it was pretty good. That was probably the the first time I had been making like, okay, money. So yeah, that was good at that time. Yeah. And what about her? Right when I met her, she was having a ton of mental health problems. She had been into the mental hospital three times that summer before I met her. And she had just gotten out of a five-year relationship. So she was pretty hesitant to get into another relationship. Like she really would not commit. Like we dated for four months before I 
basically gave her an ultimatum and said, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't want to do this. And she just agreed. So what drew you to her initially? Like when you found out that she had just gone out of a five-year relationship and that she was struggling with her mental health and had been in and out of facilities, you said, yes? Yes. Did that not at any point strike you as a red flag? Looking back, it probably should have, but it, it didn't. And I think maybe I saw some kind of a, a need in her that I filled. And maybe like I liked that codependency. Maybe I felt like I could help her or I could, you know, make her better or be a good thing for her in her life. Yeah. Well, you've been to therapy, which I can tell, right? Because yes. you're coming up with these theories and whatnot. But are those theories that actually ring true and resonate with you? I don't know. I, I mean, I liked her personality. She had a very mm -hmm. bubbly personality. Yeah, I just, from the second I met her, I liked her. We were like close in age. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, in, in your 30s, it's a lot harder to meet people close to your yeah. age. Right. So question for you. When you met her, and look, we all can go through our struggles with mental health, but she just seemed very, she presented as someone clearly not ready to be in a relationship. Right. Yet. I'm curious, did you find her particularly, because she was particularly vulnerable when you met her. Mm -hmm. And so was there a part of you, if you look back, thinking that like, just I'm piggybacking on what you said, that felt like you could save her from that, that somehow you would be different than the others? I don't remember that being yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. So you get involved with her, you give her an ultimatum, you start dating. And then how soon after did the fighting start? Pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, within four or five months, we were having really bad arguments. Right. And then what was the making up like? Usually it was me trying to beg her or apologize and concede to whatever she wanted. At one mm -hmm. point, I ended up giving her my Instagram password so she could like look through my account, see all my messages just to see that mm -hmm. I had nothing to hide and it, it didn't fix anything. Right. And what was your past relationship like before her? Before her, I actually had a pretty s somewhat similar relationship, like very controlling, jealous girlfriend to mm -hmm. like to search through my computer, search through my phone. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they were both pretty similar in that way. And how do these relationships remind you of any relationship you had growing up? Not really. Before that, I was in a long-term relationship that was pretty healthy. Uh, I have a oh. very good relationship with my parents. I think the only similarities I see between those two people was that they both maybe had you know, a lot of challenges. And maybe I felt like I could just be something for them, like make their life better in some way, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you wanted to feel significant to them, but you said that when you met this last one, that mm -hmm. things were pretty good in your life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who are you closer with your mom or your dad? I'm closer with my mom, but I get along well with both my parents. That's great. Yeah. And do you have siblings? I have two sisters. We're pretty spread out in age. My older sister is eight years older than me and my younger sister is five years younger. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of, I guess, distance in that respect. But as adults, we get along very well, which is nice. That's lovely. Yeah. And so you said you're a little bit closer with your mom. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And when you were a kid, like what was expected to you as a child growing up? What made you a good boy? (laughs) Yeah, I guess just whatever my mom wanted me to do, like, you know, if there was chores or something or, you know, not get into trouble. I was never like getting into a ton of trouble as a kid. I was always like really afraid to do anything bad. Yeah, Um, so you were a good boy. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And how has being a good boy really served you in life? I don't know that it necessarily has. I mean, I don't know that I'm any better off for it now at this point in my life. I don't know that it hasn't either. I just kind of am where I am. Well, I mean, so have you had some success in your career? Actually, no. I would say... I would consider myself a failed artist at this point, to be honest. Oh, interesting. That must not feel good. It doesn't. Not at all. Huh. And how long have you been feeling like a failed artist? Well, I graduated from grad school in 2017. And besides like a couple like semesters of teaching, I really haven't had much. Besides that, I also tried to have an independent career as an artist for five years on Instagram. And I was just always poor. I was always just struggling. Like it was really rough. And I just never felt like I got to a point where I could like live comfortably and like pay my bills, have a healthy relationship. So I actually like got a job at Amazon in January of this year. Okay, but wait a second. So when you met your Mm ex-girlfriend, did you see yourself, if you're honest, did you see yourself as the failed artist? No, at that time, no, not at all. But you feel like the failed artist now? Yeah, I just feel like it didn't work out. But back then, and with your former girlfriend, you there was no part of you that felt like the failed artist? No, I felt like, I guess I was still optimistic at that point. Mm-hmm. And maybe the failure felt like after we broke up, maybe uh, mm-hmm. that was part of it. Because I got so depressed after that breakup. Like I did, I couldn't make art. I couldn't do anything that I like. And it's only recently that I felt like I could start even wanting to make art again. The new person that you're with right now, is she healthy? Yes, very healthy. She treats me so good. She's very thoughtful, tries to help me with things that she knows are important to me. She tries to help me with. Uh, She's a really good partner. Mm -hmm. But yet you still can't stop thinking about your ex-partner. Yeah, and it really is driving me insane. Has she brought anything up to you? Has she noticed you sort of not being fully present with her, perhaps? There was a couple times where I maybe kind of mentioned something and I could tell it kind of bothered her. So I think she's maybe not somebody that I could talk about those problems with. Like, like she, what I don't kind think of she, problems? Like things about my past relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you want to share with her? Well, I maybe just... Sometimes I'll have like a thought and I'll just kind of, I guess, maybe just to get perspective on something that I'm feeling. My previous girlfriend, we had such a bad breakup and I never got any closure from it and I probably never will. You know, I'm I'm in therapy now, but it's like a family therapist. I don't think she really knows how to help Mm me. So I don't really have anybody I can like talk to about it. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. So I'm, I don't wear a lot of makeup, but when I do, I like it to be very natural and I like to use 
makeup that is cruelty free and completely natural. And I do really enjoy that when autumn comes, I do like to change things up. I do like to make the tones that I use on my face a little bit warmer. So yeah, I can get into it for sure. And Thrive Cosmetics is certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. And that is what I look for. Plus, with thousands of five-star reviews, it's no wonder that Thrive Cosmetics is trending. Warm up your face, your lips, whatever it is that you like to do. Some people like to do a heavier eye. Some people like to have a fuller cheek, some a fuller lip. So you with their cosmetics and with their actually pretty amazing semi-permanent smoothing lipstick, you can have visibly fuller, smoother, nourished lips with a creamy satin finish. And there's 12 shades from natural everyday, which is my vibe, tones to vibrant statement making colors. And there's a brilliant eye brightener, which I love. It's a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, give you an instant eye lift, use as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow, or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. And also, by the way, their mascara lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which is, as you know, ladies, it's a very big deal. So it actually looks like you're wearing lash extensions when you're not, but without obviously the damaging glue or the prices of that, by the way. And there's a flake-free tubing formula, which dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. I love it. So cozy up your look with Thrive Cosmetics Luxury Beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivescosmetics.com slash Jillian. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash Jillian for 20% off your first order. So you had to be the good boy Mm -hmm. growing up. Yes. I want to circle back to what you just said, but before that, you had to be the good boy, Mm -hmm. not ruffle too many feathers. Mm -hmm. You did exactly what you were told. Mm -hmm. How did you do in school? I was not a great student. I'm just not good at like studying and remembering things. Yeah, and you're an artist. Tests. Yes, yes. That's why I became an artist. I'm bad at math yeah. and science, but I'm good at art. So yeah, I okay, wasn't so... like skipping school or anything, but I no, was never I understand like... That. No, of course not. Not The good boy would never do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so sometimes we get into these relationships and when we don't feel good enough, exactly as we are, we will sometimes unconsciously seek out these relationships where we can actually be the more significant one in the relationship. Like we can be the sane one when the person that we're in a relationship with is not acting, you know, too sanely. We can be the one that, you know, doesn't really have any problems, but they're the ones who have problems. And we can also get into these relationships and think, I could just prove that I'm the good guy. I can just prove that I'm never going to hurt her. I can prove that I'm the hero. I can prove that I am good enough. And we get into these relationships where we have to constantly prove ourselves. 
Yes. And the thing is, you would fight back a little bit, but then every time she wanted to end it, it's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I will concede anything you want. I will do exactly what it is that you want. Yes. And I think that I know you said that you were like feeling that you were optimistic when you met her, but I still, and I could be wrong and I want you to be as honest with me as, as possible. Mm-hmm. I still think that there was a part of you that felt inadequate in some way or concerned of your inadequacy. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, I do have like a lot of self-esteem issues. Well, clearly. Yeah. The reason why I say clearly is because you refer to yourself as the failed artist. So here's the thing. We are totally addicted to our identity. And so you're giving yourself a very, very specific, you're ascribing a very specific archetype to you. You're calling yourself, you're not calling yourself the anti-hero. You're not calling yourself the hero. You're not calling yourself the magician. You're not calling your, you're not even calling yourself the artist. You're calling yourself the failed artist. And I think that part of the reason why you can't stop thinking about your ex. Well, number one, it's the way she ended it and you guys never got to have a conversation. So that definitely contributes to it because that kind of rejection really breeds a lot of obsessive thinking. But the fact that you think of yourself as the failed artist is making it really difficult for you to move on from someone who clearly was, I know there was some compatibility but there was a huge incompatibility. And that huge incompatibility is that you are not responsible for her intense insecurity and her making it so that you couldn't even conduct business with the opposite sex. That's all her problem. And you ignored a really big red flag, which is that she was very honest with you and that she wasn't ready. But you let it, you know, go on fine. No big deal. I mean, yes, a big deal, but you did it. And that's what most of us do. How does the failed artist ever overcome anything? If you see yourself as a failure, then you're not seeing yourself as strong. And then you're not feeling strong. You're feeling weak. And the weaker that you feel, the more you start to have those thoughts of missing her and and being stuck in the past. You see, you think that it's about her and I'm throwing you a little bone, which is that she broke up with you abruptly over text. And this was eight months ago, right? Yes. And that's definitely going to not be easy to overcome. That in and of itself is a challenge to overcome. Mm -hmm. But I also am going to say that this also doesn't have that much to do with her. It's the fact that you couldn't be enough for her that you don't feel enough for yourself. And so this is more about how you see yourself than it is actually about her. So many of us get into these relationships and we beat ourselves up and we're just trying so hard to like be loved by someone and to be enough that we will totally abandon our own boundaries We will capitulate and concede on things that we really shouldn't be. And, you know, you said years ago you were in a healthy relationship, like before the last one, you were in a healthy relationship, right? Yes. Different time of your life. 
You're 37, you said? Yeah. Right. So you're 37 now, you know, around that age, 35, 37, we really start to look at our lives differently. We start to have these thoughts of, I should be further along in my life than I am. I should have more money than I have. I should have more success than I have. Whereas like we kind of don't have those thoughts as much in our 20s or even very early 30s. And so I think you think that the crisis is because of her, but I think that this is just highlighting something that's going on between you and you. And you're never going to get fully over her as long as you are feeling like the failed artist. So we need to like talk about that. Okay. Why are you the failed artist? Why have you given yourself that identity? Well, I mean, I've been trying to be an artist since I was 18. So what kind of um, artist? Uh, glass blowing, my glass artist. Okay. So I've been trying to do that since I was 18. I went to undergrad and I've worked in a lot of different studios. And then I went to grad school. I took out a lot of student loan debt to go to grad school. So I'm super in debt from that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. And nothing ever came from any of that going to college, you know, being an artist except for myself. There was just never any job or like opportunity. It never worked out. But do you love glass blowing? Yes, absolutely. It's my passion. It's your passion. Okay. So right now you're the failed artist because you weren't able to turn your passion into something that made you a living. Yes. Okay. How many glassblowers are actually able to make a living off of that? Probably very few. Yeah. So what if glassblowing was the thing that was your passion and you started doing it from a place of passion rather than from a place of, I have to succeed at this. Right. Like, you're not a failed artist. You had a passion. You wanted to go to school for it. And how much did school actually make you better as a glassblower in terms of your craft and your skill? I would say it made me quite a bit better in terms of skill. Yeah. So it wasn't a waste. Right. Like you could still continue to do that and express yourself creatively and stop putting the pressure on you to actually turn that into real money. Because a lot of it's very, very difficult to do that. And maybe once you take the pressure off and you do maybe teaching, like you said, like teaching this or teaching something else or something else, and you still do the glass blowing and you just kind of like don't have that pressure on yourself. What I mean, how would life be different for you if you no longer put the pressure on yourself to make money and make a stable career out of glass blowing. I mean, it would feel like a relief, I guess. But then I I don't know why, for some reason, I feel like if I have to make money doing a different job, it's, I don't know, it it doesn't feel like success to me for some reason. No, I know. And I I understand that because that's the influence of society that is so deeply ingrained in all of us. But I just don't think I would do a little research, but I don't think there's many glassblowers who actually turn their glassblowing into a successful business. Now, now, you could also 
start thinking outside of the box a little bit more <laughs> and start thinking about your glass blowing in a different way and get really creative about somehow incorporating glass blowing into a business. Like, how did you first start doing it? How did you first start making money for it? Well, the first way I made money in glass was working as an assistant to other artists mm-hmm. and then starting to sell my work at sales and shows and eventually like on Instagram and stuff. Well, rather than just trying to sell your work, why don't you donate your work to, I don't know, certain organizations? Why don't you start a school where you're teaching it to other artists? Right. What if, what if you started an online business where you're teaching it? Yeah, I like that. Right. Instead of it having to be, I'm making this art and now I have to figure out a way to sell it. Right. I think you have to start thinking a lot more creatively. Yeah. I think that is a actually a good path to take. I do like that idea a lot. Right. Because you have other skills other than glass blowing. Maybe you are an amazing teacher. Yeah. And you can help other people, younger people follow their passions. Maybe you do something like where you you donate it to a certain cause. There are so many ways to be creative with this. And you've really got to step out of I'm the failed artist because like I said, the longer you tell yourself that, the more you're going to miss your ex. Right. Because if you feel like the failed artist, you feel like a loser. And the Mm -hmm. more you feel like a loser, the more you're going to be obsessing over someone who didn't treat you well. Right. The more you feel better about yourself, the more likely you're going to receive the love of someone new. Like, I don't know, how quickly did you get into a new relationship? There was four months in between since breaking up to meeting someone new. Okay. So she deserves all of you. Yes. And I'm not telling you to break up with her by any stretch. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm suggesting that maybe you make a decision to put both of your feet into this relationship mm-hmm. and to step out of I'm a failed artist role and to say to yourself, I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to start thinking outside the box. I'm going to figure out a way to monetize this in a way that maybe I have not considered before. Yeah, I like that. Because people with low self-esteem sometimes find each other. And it sounds like her self-esteem is very low. Your self-esteem was a little low when you met her. Mm-hmm. And all that like good boy stuff, that's all the same thing that was coming up. It's like, oh my God, I disappointed you. Let me keep apologizing. Right. You know, I'll get resentful and I'll yell at you and I'll fight with you mm-hmm. when I think you're not being cool. But at the end of the day, I will come to you with my tail between my legs because I want to please you and I don't want to lose you. Right. This has everything to do with your relationship with yourself. She is just a metaphor. Wow. This episode is sponsored by AG1. I gave AG1 a try because I just wanted to feel more energized. I wanted better digestion. I just wanted more energy throughout the day. And I feel like it's really difficult to get everything that you need these days from food. I do not like taking a bunch of supplements I really prefer to take any vitamin through powder form so I can put it in water and just drink it. And that's why AG1 is just so fantastic. And it really does cover my nutritional basis and some every day. So like I said, 
I don't like taking pills and vitamins and I wanted something that tasted good and that was easy and that actually works. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day and it really makes me feel great. Like I don't need my coffee. How about that? Since I've been drinking AG1, there's some things that I've noticed. I've noticed that I do sleep better, that I'm more focused. There's an improvement in my digestion. And most importantly, I just have sustained energy throughout the day. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine or remember when to take pills, which again, cannot stand. So my AG1 is delivered to me every month. So it's been super easy to make it into a daily habit. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, it replaces your probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit. It is a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to ag1.com slash Jillian on love. That's drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. Check it out. Now tell me what you have in common with this new girl. We like, we both like to go to the zoo. We have annual passes to the zoo. So we like to do that. And we both grew up kind of poor. So I think it's nice. Like we're from similar socioeconomic backgrounds and uh-huh. yeah also like she doesn't mind staying in or you know we can cook we don't have to go out or she's not super social i'm not super social so. yeah you're both kind of introverted yes is she creative yeah she is she's an artist also oh yeah so does she love the artist in you yeah i think so i think that was something that attracted me to her do you think she sees you as a failed artist or how do you think she sees you no, she sees the best in me. Yeah. And the other one, did she see the best in you? No. No. No, I, I am sure she, to this day, thinks I'm the worst person ever. She told me never to contact her again. She hates mm-hmm. me. She hates you. Yeah. And you didn't do anything to her other than just fight with her over the jealousy stuff. Or yeah. Or something? I, I mean, the the final thing that we broke up over was that we had planned a vacation together and then she had blocked me and I couldn't get a hold of her. So I went on the vacation without her. And I don't know why she hates me so much for that. If she met someone new. But she blocked you. So how, yeah. what were you supposed to do? I agree. Yeah, I completely So agree. a lot of push pull, a lot of let me reject you so that you can chase me. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of you chasing, but then pulling away. Mm-hmm. Drama, drama, drama. All yes. a huge distraction from you actually pursuing the life that you need to pursue. Yes, absolutely. So I think that you need to write down everything that was wrong about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to look at that list several times a day. Okay. I think that you need to start thinking creatively and you need to stop calling yourself a failed artist. Okay. You need to come up with something else. Let's do that before you get off the call. Like, how else can you refer to yourself? I guess I could just change that to aspiring artist. No, you are an artist. Right. All right. I'm an artist. Yes, that's you're an artist. Yes. And you're also other things. What else are you besides being an artist? I am a 
boyfriend, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a cat dad, I'm a gamer, all those things. And what else? And how would your best friend describe you? Loyal, uh, drama-free, low-key. Mm-hmm. Easy to talk to? Yes. Yes. So drama-free, loyal, low-key, easy to talk to. Are these important things to you? I guess I just want to be okay and, I don't know, not causing anyone any grief or, you know, having a negative impact on anyone's life. Yeah, just trying to be the best person I can, whatever that means. Great. So just so you know, that's a great thing. But that doesn't mean that you have to tolerate bullshit in a relationship. Right. Being the best person that you can be does not mean that you don't have boundaries. Right. Being the best person that you can be doesn't mean that you try to put a Band-Aid over toxicity. Right. You don't have to see yourself as failing that relationship. It was unhealthy. It wasn't good for either one of you. You ignored a lot of red flags. There's a number of reasons why this may or may not have happened. But you're free now. Yes. So work on being the artist. Work on being the loyal man that you are. Work on being a peaceful guy. And give away some of your gifts to the world who deserve it. Start teaching kids. Start doing tutorials. Start doing an online thing. Whatever it is. Donate some of your work to a a children's hospital. Whatever it is. Absolutely. And start to find more meaning and purpose in your life. And then the memory of your ex will start to fade. Because I know that the way she broke up with you was hard and all of that. But it didn't come from nowhere. Sounded to me like there was a lot of drama that was going on for a long time and it actually mm-hmm. ended in alignment with the with the ethos of that relationship. Okay, so you're going to start stop calling yourself the failed artist. You're going to start thinking outside the box. You're going to start figuring out different ways to express yourself or to sell your art. You're going to think of different ways to bring in money. You're going to get more present in your relationship. Do you have any questions for me? And did any of this resonate with you? Oh, absolutely. All I think you were hit the nail on the head. It makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying, I just need to work on myself more. And you don't know, no, you don't have to work on yourself more. No, <laughs> you don't have to work on yourself more. You have to start appreciating yourself more. You're just so hard on yourself. And that's part of the problem. Right. You don't have to fix anything else more inside of you. You don't have to do more work on yourself. You have to start challenging this story that you have about you being a loser. Because that's how you are actually referring to yourself when you say the failed artist. You just have to start appreciating yourself more. Now, was any of this, were there any moments of this that resonated for you that kind of is different than therapy? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a a very different perspective. It is really helpful, honestly. I think this will actually be really helpful to me. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. 
Winter's here. And for many people, that means struggling to find the right temperature when they sleep. But regardless of what climate you live in, I know for me, having the perfect temperature when I sleep is literally the non-negotiable for me to be able to sleep. And it's always something that I have struggled with. And recently I found a way to stay at the perfect temperature all night using silver infused bed sheets by Miracle Made that were inspired by NASA. And did you know, by the way, that the temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? Like I know this, but not a lot of people know this. So if you wake up too hot, which is usually the case, or even too cold, I really recommend that you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. I've even had some people tell me that they got it because they heard me say the ad here and they were like, wow, this is amazing. They really are amazing. So they are inspired by NASA. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so that you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. And also you should know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat. That's really gross. That leads to acne, leads to allergies and a stuffy nose. It's again, just gross. So Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning Eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. And another thing you should know that's really great about them, they're actually really comfortable. They're luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. They really do make the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, family, So who doesn't want a better sleep and who doesn't want to feel like they're sleeping in luxurious sheets? Since they come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. So go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners Save over 40%. And if you use our promo Jillian at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get your full refund, which is amazing. So upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian and use the code Jillian to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Jillian to treat yourself, a friend, or a loved one this holiday season. So what are you going to, what's the first thing you're going to do after this call? I'm going to make a list of all the bad things in that relationship so I can start looking at it multiple times a day. And I'm going to start thinking of new creative ways I can approach my passion and try to give it to the world and try to give back more. Yes. And talk to your girlfriend about that because she might have some good ideas for you. Okay. And you're going to take a deep breath and you're going to lift your chest and you're going to roll your shoulders back and you're going to stop feeling sorry for yourself and you're going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Will you, so will you touch base with us in about a month and let us know how it's going? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. That would be great. I would really love to hear from you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you have any questions for me? I don't. This has been really helpful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Jamie. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear what what you have cooking over the next month. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. 
Oh, thank you, Jamie. Well, that's it for this week. Like I said, we will be now moving forward, sprinkling what would Jillian say here and there, maybe like once a month. We're also looking into doing a couple of sessions per episode. So it's not just speaking to one person, but it'll be a little bit of a longer episode where I'm speaking to two, maybe even three people. So we are exploring and experimenting with all of this, but it really just depends on your feedback. So please please reach out to me at hello at jillianonlove.com. Let me know what your thoughts are, anything. And please share this episode with anyone who you think could really use this. And you just never know. It could be one thing that I say or one thing that this guy says that could, I don't know, like flip a light switch in someone's mind and create a new path for them. And as always, I thank you for listening. And until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q-Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yin Hu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.